Well, we're usually about state-level politics and local things and all that, but today we have a United States Senator coming on to talk about things going on in D.C. and some of the fights that he is facing uh, as one of the 100 most powerful people in the country in D.C. Uh, we're going to talk about what's going on with Vulcan and a Mexican takeover uh, of their plant and how that being near a canal affects our border security and safety. Uh, we talk about Title IX, men competing against women uh, at the collegiate level, what that means, and then our behind-the-scenes content for you guys today. We're going to talk about Gary Palmer and his term limit pledge and how he's going back on it and what he had to say. We have an incredible culture here in the state of Alabama, but our politics and public policy don't reflect the people of Alabama. Media drives culture. Culture is what drives politics and public policy. Welcome, everyone, to 1819 News, the podcast. I'm Brian Dawson, CEO of 1819 News and host of this here podcast with my new co-host, Miss <laughs> Allison Sinclair, like who is now a radio star. And so 1819 News now has our own radio show that can be heard on News Talk 93.1, the biggest news talk station in the capital city. And also 92.5 in Birmingham. You guys will want to turn tune in from 9 to noon, Monday through Friday. It really is an incredible show. They absolutely rock it every single day. I can't listen during the day because I have to work, and it's so good. I can't do both. I end up listening. Um, they do a fabulous job. It was always the I, – I felt very strongly that when the podcast started – that we had tapped into something good and special that was going to go far, and uh, it, it it is. And um, Blue Water Broadcasting is an incredible group, and for them to pick up the show and express a real appreciation for it and the partnership, um, you know, I've been radio business for about eight years, and that is one of the uh, highest compliments you can get um, from those guys uh, liking what you're doing. So we're really excited about that, and with that, we will be discontinuing the Alabama Unfiltered video version uh, of the podcast and doing a best of that we'll publish every week. And then there'll also be an Alabama Unfiltered radio feed thing on the website where you'll be able to just listen to the radio show there. Um, so, yeah, all that will fill in more details. But um, that's an update that you guys needed to know about. And Allison will be joining me because she really likes the podcast stuff. And I said, well, you can be my occasional co-host. We don't want it too often. You know, I don't want you guys thinking <laughs> she's better liability. than me or smarter than me or funnier than me. It's about me, guys. It's about <laughs> me. So anyway, um, with that, um, with this type of expansion, the just the written journalism alone, the independent reporting, the informing, the investigating, the celebrating, the informing the people of Alabama about what's going on in the state and why it matters, the investigative journalism, the 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 good, feel-good uh, lifestyle stories of celebrating the things that are good, true, and beautiful about Alabama. That's what we do, uh, and that's worth supporting, and we're asking you guys for your support. Become a member of 1819 News today for as little as $5. You can help that support the radio show and all the other efforts we have. Um, the, the footprint increase from being on News Talk 93.1 in the capital city is the legislative session starting. You can't even put that into words how big of a deal that is and the coverage and the thousands of people that are listening. So 
really big deal. Uh, we're going to continue to increase our footprint. We're going to continue to be more influential and have more impact. And we can't do that without your support. Again, um, donations can start as little as $5 a month. Go to the website at the top says become a member, click there, and it will take you to the become a member portal where you can do that. All right. And as always, I want to tell you guys, wherever you're watching this podcast, cause I know it ain't YouTube. Click the subscribe button. We had a really big subscriber base on YouTube and it was like gone. So um, if you're on Rumble, click the subscribe button, hit the bell so you get notifications. If you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, click the subscribe button, hit the bell. So that way, that's probably not where you're habitually getting content. And if it's the only way you can get this, I want to make sure you get notifications so you don't miss anything we're doing. With all that, we have a really good episode for you today. We're going to be talking a little bit about national politics versus local politics, why our focus should be on local, but how national and all that bleeds together. We've got a great guest coming on today. Uh, U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville will spending a little bit of time with us talking about the Vulcan situation uh, and some other national political matters and what he's doing up there in D.C. Uh, and what he's getting done. Uh, and then behind the scenes content um, is going to be, we're going to talk about Gary Palmer uh, and his um, going back on his term limit pledge uh, and what he had to say about that uh, and I guess what we think about that. So that will be for uh, folks who have joined the fight, folks who have become a member already. That will be our special behind-the-scenes podcast. You won't want to miss it. Well, without further ado, lettuce, 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 <laughs> lettuce and tomato. Lettuce, let's, let's, lettuce. Let's jump into the content. It's always me. It's it always when this. I'm here. I do do this. It's just this radiating. So it's like having your little sister beside you. Yes, and I'm just surprised you're not throwing things south. at me and spitballs and everything else. So, I thought about it. I know you did. <clears throat> so let's talk about safe conservatism. So we, we want to talk about national politics, local politics, obviously 1819 News. We have a heavy focus on local. That is what we're all about, state state politics, state focus, and even local school boards and things like we covered with your group, Local Alabama, and um, encouraging folks to get involved and to know what's going on uh, in their state and in their communities. Uh, because at the end of the day, you can't fix Washington, D.C. If Trump can't fix it, ain't nobody going to fix it. But they want our focus to be on that which we can do nothing about. And so if we're focused on D.C. and we can do nothing about it, this brings me back to circle of influence and circle of concern, Allison. I got that talk just a few days yes, ago. Yes, you did. But it's, it's true. If we focus our efforts on the things that we can't control, all of our time, energy, focus, effort, everything is outside, focusing on things we can't control, we feel helpless, dismayed, disenfranchised, all of those things. But if we focus on the things that we can do something about, our circle of influence will actually grow to cover the things that right now we can't do anything about. So I think that's focusing on state politics, state issues, education, taxes. Um, the things that affect us most are the things that we pay attention to the least in the state. We'll talk about that, but the, the first topic we wanted to open with is, is what I call safe conservatism. And, and what I see when I see politicians, they do it now at, at state level as well, but you know, these national politicians, they go and they're like, we have a border crisis and there's Mexicans coming through the border and they're got the drugs and the gangs and stuff and where we need to stop they it. They say it like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's That's the how same you hear it in your trope. Head. And, and again, it, it's a serious issue. Like the, the border crisis, it's a legitimate crisis, but what the freak are people actually going to do about it? We hear about it constantly. 
build the freaking wall then. My God, what's stopping you? Well, if we build the wall, then we wouldn't be able to talk about it anymore. And we're scoring points, man. It's what you always say. It's the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Because everybody can get behind not having fentanyl just shoved across the board every day. Human trafficking, illegal immigration. It's very easy to go there. Not that it's not important, but you know, what about Fauci? What about the January 6th prisoners that are still there? What about vaccine mandates and people that lost their jobs? You know, that's what national politics, why we do end up still paying attention because some of those like um, what Senator Tuberville will talk about today, you know, the the Department of Defense is about to start paying for taxpayers are going to pay for abortions. I mean, that impacts us. We're we're going to be paying with our tax dollars to go across the border. They get paid time off. They get all these things. And and so we have to pay attention to it. But I think you're right. And it's why conservatives in general just we retreat. We get overwhelmed. We go back to our homes. We focus on our kids. We go to the baseball game because this seems so overwhelming. Yep. And that's why I started local is because we saw how much our local school boards literally decided whether your school was open or closed for years. Yeah. That's where we can make change. Whether they had to wear masks, whether they needed to be vaccinated, whether, you know, crazy. And so I think on the, the safe conservatism issues, I think, I mean, there's so many issues and I get it. And I think one of the reasons Jeff Sessions was so effective, he was really one of the first people that was talking about the border before everyone else was. He almost, you know, in his fight for, border security he almost made it to where it is now just a kind of normal talking point to talk about the border um yeah it, it, it's an issue but when you look at the fact that there's prisoners being held without due process because of january 6th that we now know because of what happened on tucker carlson him releasing those tapes we see what a fraud and a scam and a setup the entire thing was from start to finish and then there i think you guys talked about this on the radio show they're holding these people prisoners with as prisoner without due process as a way of saying, go ahead and try something, guys, because this is what you're going to get, right? This is how we're going to treat you. So, like, everyone's scared to even, like, go out and put a sign up, you know. Meanwhile, um, you know, the left is out burning cars and burning cities and burning buildings and burning federal government buildings and burning everything else and, you know, smashing out cop cars and everything else. Not only does not like by the off chance they actually do get arrested, Kamala Harris is there to bail them out, right? And Always. so that versus what happens with conservatives. Now, you know, I, I'm not going to pretend that January 6th there wasn't some stuff that shouldn't happen that did happen, of course, but it's just the the response is extremely disproportionate. And again, complaining about they got treated different than us is almost a boring conservative talking point in itself. It's just. I say it all the time. I just want the rules to be fair. Yeah. Like just equal treatment. Let us know what we can and can't do applies to everybody, but we've gotten so far out of the scope of what America really is. Like you said, it's almost, I have several American flags around my house and I'm like, does that make me a target? Yeah. I mean, do they know I'm a conservative? They're going to come after me when, you know, the zombies come. Yeah. It's probably where they're coming first to all the American flags. That's why I put up my Alabama flag. Yeah, you're going first first. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> so, um, and, and another point I think I want to make when when I hear, you know, uh, Republicans in D.C. talking about, you know, the budget, the budget, and you know, we're spending trillions, and it's like, yeah, but you keep voting for it. 
right? And I'm sure you're getting something out of it too. And then the moment Republicans actually gain control, we're not going to sign another omnibus except this one. Don't send me another one of those. I won't sign it next time. And then they get it and then they get it. And everyone just keeps kicking the can down the road. And again, they kick it down the road and it gives them something to talk about for another year. These dang on budgets and the left and they're crazy spending, blah, blah, blah. Okay. You got a Republican, everything omnibus, omnibus, omnibus. Like they, they it's the same thing. They, they're no, they're not doing anything about it. They complain about the issue. Then when they have the opportunity to do something, it's crickets. And then, you know, again, the budget is an absolute crisis. The border is an absolute crisis. I do think the January 6th thing is a little bit more unprecedented. And I think um, the fact that we have a person who, I guess he's retired now, but that was in state government, Fauci, I don't even know what his position was in the government. And like, there's such a like mixing between like NIH, WHO, Pfizer, and government, like it's turning into this Gross. blob. I don't know what's private, what's public, what's nonprofit. It's just this blah, this thing. But there was a, a virus that had U.S. dollars going into gain-of-function research, right, that created this virus that was leaked out of a lab in China when Trump was peak kicking everyone's tail. And, and again, hate Trump, love Trump don't care about Trump, whatever, the dude was doing a phenomenal job until that virus was released, right? And that virus was released at peak Trump when it looked like there was no way he wasn't going to get reelected. You know, call that a coincidence or not. I think it's probably not. Gets released, shuts everything down. Um, people are dying. The virus really was killing people. What's their solution? Uh, go home if you feel sick and if you feel like you're going to die, come into the hospital and we'll put a tube in you and then you'll for sure die. Or we'll put you on rem death is near, right? Exactly it. And then that'll kill you. Or we'll give you the vaccine that will probably kill you, right? And so those were their three options. And then along comes someone that's, and I say this all the time and I'm going to continue to say it all the time because I believe it borders on genocide what our government's done. They were involved with the creation of the virus. Don't know if they were involved in the release of the virus, but the virus was released. It did affect us. It did affect the country. Their solutions were killing people. Other people came up with solutions that were helping people, and then those people were called crazy, and the power of the government and the media pushed down things like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin C, D3, zinc, quercetin, these type of things that we know that were actually effective at preventing um you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Getting it. There's a word that's sciencey and I'm missing it. Um, come on, Harrison. <laughs> contagious. Like Contagement. what? Um, transmission. That's it. Oh yeah. It was preventing transmission and it was also keeping people from going to the hospital and dying. It, it reduced the severity of it. There's proof, there's data, all this other stuff. Now they're coming out and saying, yeah, of course it, it, it did that. But you know, we were told horse paste. We were told all this other stuff. Um, and made out to be crazy and made out to be psycho for, for trusting what our eyes were seeing and doubting what our eyes were seeing, um, that that actually happened in America. Our government participated in it. People died in mass amounts, and they're continuing to die from what looks to be vaccine-related injury. Um, you know, that stuff to me, again, border, big problem. Budget, big problem, but that's been a problem and, and it just is what it is. This stuff is unprecedented on a whole different level. One looks like genocide and the other is holding American citizens without due process. Those to me are on a much different level and they should be getting 
unbelievable amounts of attention and 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 they don't see rather than Ron Johnson and Ron, and Rand Paul. Well, what's sad is at the end of this, where I am now, I almost my immediate reaction is to do the total opposite of what our government is telling us to do. I went and got horse paste and I figured out how to take it with Sprite and you don't even taste the green apple. That's nasty. Now I just, I have my guy up in Tennessee because Ivermectin's over the counter in Tennessee. Yeah. I know where to get it. He'll ship it straight to my door. Like well, I've worked around that. I'm Yo, serious. Brian, <laughs> you a Senator coming on. Everybody's going to be watching this. Yes, and it's that's like right. the well, Brian. he's not on here yet. Don't blame him for all this. Yeah. But, you know, and that's so sad because the people that are just that is what they are there for to protect you or in theory. And now I just do the opposite. Yeah, man. When the Ukraine stuff started pushing, uh, you know, they were coming out hot and heavy with the Ukraine stuff. And I just like I immediately and I knew it with COVID when I was watching the videos when COVID was still over in China and I'm watching people in their hazmat suits and there's like dead bodies they're throwing onto trucks and they're like, this is coming to America. Get toilet paper or whatever yep. happened. <laughs> That's right. all we were worried yeah, about. that was the only thing that happened. But but I knew then I'm like, I see what they're doing with the media. I see what they're doing with these these reels that go on in on Fox News and CNN. And, and, and they're the same thing. And I see what they're doing. And so when the Ukraine thing happened, I was like, mm, I have no. Oh, there's uh, Senator Tuberville. So we're going to wrap he up what we were saying. Up. And he did. He just popped up. So so we'll go to break. Let's let's hit a commercial break. We'll hear a word from our sponsor and we will come back to United States Senator Tommy Coach. Tuberville. Hey y'all, it's Allison Sinclair with Alabama Unfiltered. A lot of people ask me, what can I do to actually make a difference in DC and in my state government? And one of the most effective things you can do is write an old school letter to your elected officials. It seems super simple, but a written through the mail letter gets their attention much more than an email or a phone call. I use the quick letter app from my phone to write letters and it makes it so easy to write all of my representatives in DC and in our state, a real letter in a matter of minutes. And so Quick Letter automatically determines your representatives and their mailing addresses. You write or dictate a letter on your phone and tap the name of every representative you want to receive that letter. And Quick Letter handles the delivery address, the return address, the greeting, the closing, the signature, the printing, stuffing, stamping, and placing your letter in the U.S. mail. Your governor, attorney general, state legislators, your U.S. senators, and congressmen need to hear from you. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. Actually, a brief, simple letter usually has the most impact. Send a quick letter today and every day. Go to quickletter.com, that's K-W-I-K, quickletter.com, or download the Quick Letter app today. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for sticking around after the uh, commercial from our wonderful sponsor, uh, Jim Hicks at Quick Letter. He's done a, an amazing thing with that app, making it possible to write out uh, letters and send to your legislator like U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville. Or you can send him a letter uh, with the Quick Letter app. Make sure you guys are doing that. So we, without further ado, we have uh, an incredible guest joining us today. Um, Senator, I want to call you Coach. Which do you prefer, Senator or Coach? Please call me Coach. Coach. All right, Coach. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us uh, on this podcast. You're the first uh, senator to join us, U.S. senator to join us, so thank you. Good. It's good to be here. Awesome. Well, um, I think there's a, a big story that's happening that uh, that, that affects Alabama. Obviously, Birmingham-based uh, Vulcan Materials, I think it is, 
uh, has a plant in Mexico that has uh, kind of a crisis situation going on. Um, why don't you kind of fill us in on your thoughts and, and what's going on there, Coach? Yeah, it's been an ongoing problem down in Mexico on the Caribbean side. Uh, Vulcan, uh, which is a big, big company there in Birmingham, also has a uh, basically gravel pits down in uh, on the eastern coast of Mexico above Belize and they over the years many many years they've been there and they built a port a deep water port uh, they ship gravel back to the United States and pretty much all over the world and have done that for a long time employed a lot of people a lot of people from Mexico uh, brought a lot to the economy uh, in Mexico pay a lot of taxes but for some reason I guess uh, it's been close to a year talking to CEO uh, Tom Hill, who's become a very good friend over the years uh, of Vulcan. He uh, called me one day and said they've uh, come in and shut him down, told him to, told us to get out. Mexican government's going to take over the, the port, and they're going to take over the everything that uh, that's involved with uh, Vulcan there. So uh, here we go. And they left, and uh, they've been fighting it ever since. And it looks like they were making progress. And then, lo and behold, last week, uh, Mexican government comes back in, runs through the gates, uh, showing a force of arms, and uh, uh, even continues on with the basically the theft of what Vulcan has started. And where we're at, we don't know. They've gone to an international group and asked for uh, the international uh, lawyers to get involved. And so that's that's kind of where we're at. But it's just unfortunate uh, a country like Mexico uh, is able to, and willing to tear down something that's actually helping their country, uh, giving people jobs other than selling drugs and running uh, human traffickers through our country. Uh, it's doing something right. And so we're going to fight with Vulcan. Uh, we're going to fight the Mexican government all we can. Uh, that's their country, though. Uh, they make up the rules. It's just unfortunate they're our neighbor that they're doing something like that to an American company. What's the, the, I guess the, you know, uh, it seems like there may be, we have the military executive branch, all the different branches with the government. I mean, is this like the president that's involved? Is the military operating in a rogue fashion? How is, how is that playing out? No, I think the, the, the government's involved. They couldn't do something. Like, it's not a cartel yeah. uh, uh, mission. Yeah. It's the, it's the military, and it's the and it's the the government of Mexico. Now, uh, I've sent letters to President Biden to get involved uh, to help out an American company, a company that again that brings money to Mexico and also money to the United States, and hires people. Uh, he has yet to get involved. Uh, he's more worried about uh, other people's borders and other people uh, across the world, like Ukraine, which is fine. But take care of your business at home. Amen. Uh, but that's pretty much what this uh, administration has been up to since they've been in the last two two years, going on two and a half. Uh, they've been standing up for people that are not Americans instead of for the American people and people that actually make this country run and make it the greatest country on the face of the earth. Yeah. Makes you wonder why the America first thing resonated so strongly with us. Well, and the weirdest thing yeah. to me is that they're saying that the basis of taking over forcefully, it sounds like armed men came in and took over 
the factory or the port is that they cease to operate in line with environmental impact license requirements. That just seems weird. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a story that comes out that I don't know. Well, there's really no reason to do this because again, they were making money off this. And it's not like in the last year they've gone in there and started uh, digging gravel themselves and making money for the, the Mexican people. It's been closed down. And so all the tax money that's gone to Mexico uh, has not been going to Mexico. Uh, it has been shut down. What worries me is somebody's going to get involved from other countries such as China, and they're going to come in and say, listen, we want this deep water port. We'll give you this or that. Now, I'm just speculating. I don't know that yeah. that's happening, but I will tell you this. I just returned uh, yesterday from Panama, uh, down visiting with the government of Panama, which uh, they're being offered all kinds of things from the Chinese government. And people don't realize that 70, 80% of the things that go through that Panama Canal leave the United States of America. We could not run a country if we did not have a passage through the Panama Canal. So we're talking about Mexico. We're talking about Central America. We're talking about South America. All over South America, the Chinese are moving in. They are our adversary. They hate the United States of America, and they want to be the number one superpower of the world. And we're asleep at the wheel. Uh, I don't know whether That's our it. government and this I, White House is compromised, but something's going wrong here. I think, and I, I don't want to say this too strongly, especially with a United States senator on the line here, but you know, when we break it down, everyone looks at China as the adversary, but unfortunately the, the federal government is the adversary of the people of the United States because they're exactly what you said. They're asleep at the wheel. The people putting the people, the folks putting the people of the United States in danger it is in the Biden administration that's refusing to do their job and then allows China to be a threat. My goodness. I've never thought about that coach that, or just cause I just read about this this morning, but I think you're spot on. If you can have direct access to the U S through a country like Mexico, it's genius. That's exactly, that's all you need. And the deep port thing that he was talking yeah. about wow. uh, is a very big deal as well. Well, I've traveled all over the world probably two or three times in the last two and a half years, and that's what we do. We go to different countries, talk to the military, we talk to the presidents, we talk to the cabinets, and Chinese. the Chinese are everywhere. They're in Argentina, down in the bottom of South America. They're all over Africa, South Africa. They are purchasing through their Belt and Road Initiative uh, the opportunity to work with those governments to basically turn them into communism. And it is, uh, it's very concerning. Now, we are a superpower. We're the best place to live on the face of the earth. The problem is we have to have friends and neighbors. Yeah. And as we sit back asleep at the wheel uh, with this administration, now President Trump's administration, now he, they were spot on. Yeah. I mean, they were after the Chinese, knowing, you know, putting tariffs on them, getting them out of different countries, keeping our military strong. Uh, but this administration seems to be just kind of sitting back and letting them do whatever they want to do. We cannot allow that to happen. We, we can survive as a country only, as I said, we have strong friends that believe in the democracy and the freedom of this world. Yeah. And thinking about too, the fact that as uh, president Trump called it, the China virus, right? Where did that come from? Wuhan, right? And everywhere there's something bad, it's got China on it. So that's pretty scary. This administration is doing some, crazy things. And every day I swear I wake up and I'm like, what's Biden going to do today? I mean, it's almost to where 
it's laughable. It seems intentional. Like it's, it's the whole saying where, you know, never, um, never attribute malice where basically, you know, being stupid would suffice for an explanation. But I think it's beyond him being what looks like a dementia riddled, you know, person that's the president. I really do feel like there's, there's a certain level of China has gotten into our government and influenced so many things that it's almost intentionally, I don't know, maybe I'm, getting a little tinfoil hat there, but it, it's, it's, it's scary for sure. Well, and you don't even have to go to China to find some crazy things. I'm thinking about what they're about to do with title nine and wanting males to compete in female sports. Like who in the world thinks that is a rational, good idea. And this is something that your office has taken up and you've been talking about for a, well, really, I feel like since you got into office, but you just now renewed and reintroduced the protection of women and girls in sports act talk about that because this is supposed to kind of these rules are all supposed to change in may yeah wow you know we just talked we just talked about things going on around the world where we're being attacked where we need to help our friends and neighbors and and because we're going to need everybody's going to need each other if we're going to stay a democracy and then you turn back into our country and you wonder what the heck is going on here why in the world would an administration be for 1% of the people in this country, which are transgender? Now, I've got nothing against them. If that's what they want to be, that's fine. But to allow them, to allow a biological boy to participate against a girl in sports, it's unfair, it's unsafe, and it's wrong. And it is it's, it just it confuses me to even think somebody would would agree with this when we have in the last 50 years, we just had the 50th year anniversary of title nine that it did so much for women, girls. We increased, uh, athletics 600%, uh, for, for participation in women's sports. It has probably been one of the few things that this clown show up here has gotten right in the last 50 years. Now <laughs> we have an administration that's attacking it. You can't make this up. Uh, why in the world would we even consider this, much less allow it to happen? So, as you said, I've been fighting it, been outspoken. Uh, I've been in sports all my life. Uh, there's no reason this should happen. But uh, we came up with this bill, Protection Women in Sports Act, that says uh, you cannot allow this to happen. If you allow this to happen, uh, we're going to uh, start defunding the schools that allow these biological boys to participate in women's sports or dressing dressing rooms. Um, it's it's just something that it, it it's common sense. And but the left, this White House is fighting us right and left, and I have no idea the direction that they want to head with this. But we're going to fight it every day here. Uh, again, it's it's an uphill battle. Uh, I know there's the Democrats that's going to listen to this this little podcast here, and and that that's good. I want you to listen to me well. If you continue to do this in our country, you're not going to live in the same country that we all grew up in. Mm-hmm. Our kids aren't going to have the same country. We better wake up and smell the roses. So we're going to fight this every day. Amen. Wow, it's good. With that, I mean, <clears throat> you got a couple more minutes with you. What are what are some other things that you think um, that are just the biggest things that we need to focus on. I'm most passionate about the COVID stuff, the January 6th stuff. Um, what are some of the things you think that the people of Alabama really need to be laser focused on right now, coach? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is, you know, 
we have, this country was built on God, family, and country. And, and country. Uh, the, the left up here refuses, I mean refuses, uh, to admit that God is part of this country. Uh, they're trying to disassociate this country and our schools and our education system from God. They're trying to separate families by this transgender point that we just talked about. And they're attacking our country through our borders, through crime. I mean, crime is 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 rampant. And you, you we can't have a society with crime continuing the way it's continuing. Yeah. And then, of course, every society, every successful country over the years has only been able to survive because of cheap energy. Mm. The, the, the process of being able to have energy that is cheap. They, we are in the process of not of getting away from fossil fuels, which President Biden for some reason said 10 years and there's no way that'll happen. But they want to do away with fossil fuels because of this climate scenario that they're in. We're all for our environment, but we do not have a problem with the climate. Uh, what we have a problem with is stupidity. Amen. And we've got to get back to helping people with clean energy that is abundant where not only just us, but our friends and neighbors all over the world can have a great life because we are absolutely putting Europe under because they can't afford the, the prices that they're paying right now when we could help them with prices if we uh, started digging for more gas and oil. Wow. Well, um, there's so many things. And that's one of the things that I know as an Alabamian, we can get so focused that our senator is not focused on the thing that we wish that they would be focused on or whatever. Man, there's so much stuff going on that needs to be fought and um, do not envy you, but are grateful uh, that you're up there representing us, fighting for us uh, and going after uh, the craziness. So, again, I want to thank you uh, for the time that you've given us uh, and we look forward to getting you in studio next time uh, you're in Birmingham. You got it. Well, thanks for what y'all do. And again, uh, this country owes us one thing, all of us, an opportunity Amen. To work as hard as we can work to make the best for us and our families. And so I'm appreciative of that. Always have been. But we need to hold on to that that mantra that this country needs us, but we also need this country. That's but right. we also need our friends. And let's don't abandon them. Amen. So thank you all. God bless you. Thanks, Coach. Well, Allison, what do you think? First United States Senator on uh, 1819 News, any of our podcasting platforms. We've obviously done a ton of stuff in written form with them, but this is our first uh, appearance on a podcast. What, how do you grade coach? I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised. He, If he does what he's talking about, we're going to be set down a great path. And the, the problem is you get up there and it's such a machine. And even the Republicans, I'm like thinking they're outnumbered in the Senate. You know, it's, it's tricky, but he's got a great plan. And yeah. he's focused on some of the things that I think Alabamians are focused on. Um, that's really encouraging. And he, um, I was much more calm than I thought I would be. I don't know what to do with my hands. It's just coach. Yeah, it's just, just coach, tubs. Just coach. So. Well, um, man, and I think that's something that we always need to remember, too, is that it's just people, right? It's people it's that are up there people. in D.C. They're not. Some of them are lizards, according to Alex Jones, but I don't know if that's real lizard people or not. That uh, can go on our Thursdays, Conspiracy, Conspiracy Thinker, Thinker Thursdays, Thursdays on the radio on show. The radio show. I'll tell you, the, the thing I'm most concerned about that he brought up, and it's something that makes me want to throw up when I think about it, and it's um, and it's something that we get distracted from. So, again, and, and I'm glad that he brought up the border crisis in this fashion because I told you, it's like, man, the border stuff, we get it. It's a problem. 
budget stuff. We get it. It's a problem. What is unprecedented is China's presence mm. and China's efforts, right? You know, because when you hear them, when you hear anybody, not just coach, but anybody talking about the border, typically it's uh, MS-13, it's fentanyl, it's human trafficking. All those things need to be stopped. We don't need that in our country. Um, and by opening the borders, we're actually allowing it to to be more you know, widespread than it would be if we closed our border, right? We're inviting it to to flourish. And so, yeah, that's bad. But again, on a whole different level is China having access to these deep ports. And that was one of the things that, that when we dug, you know, deeper ports, I think down in the bay down in Alabama was, you know, what if, you know, that means that these Chinese super ships can get in. What is that going to do? Right. And it's... It's uh, it's a crazy time to be alive. I'm not a fear monger. Um, that's definitely not my goal is to get everyone scared or in fear or anything like that. But I, you know, we, we need to have our eyes open to the fact that um, we're we're living in very interesting days. Right. I think now. you have to be realistic about what's going on, and yeah. it's not some crazy conspiracy to talk about China buying farmland yeah. right here in Alabama. Um, I don't know. Go to the Confucius Institute. That was good. That was good. That was really I was good. Happy about that. And I wanted to say, you know, the Senate and the House passed, you know, that they want to do a full investigation and to and release all the information of where the virus came from. So they're doing some things. Yeah. Um, did you read about Russia and China meeting having a very a very productive meeting about a ceasefire in Ukraine? Have you read about that yet? No, but it's interesting that it's China that's brokering that deal. And, yeah. You know. Um, they're, they're definitely maneuvering to take over the world. And we're playing right into their hands. Yeah. And so, as Ted Cruz says when he takes off his boot in the FBI Senate hearings, Molan Labe, you see that? It was on his boot. Did you watch that? No. So they were doing, and I always make fun of the the photo ops. I talked to Congressman Barry Moore about it when he was on that it seems like, you know, it's like, God, I really love, it's good TV, like watching those yeah. judiciary meetings and the, you know, those Senate hearings and stuff. And they were grilling the FBI agents and because they had that thing that was saying like, if you have a don't tread on me flag, you're a terrorist. If you have an American flag, you're a terrorist. If you play Lorraine Greenwood, you're a terrorist. I don't know if that was really one, but you know, so on. And then he goes, you know, the Molon Labe, which means come and take it right. Was a terrorist flag. And so Ted Cruz takes off his boot and, he, and he's got it on the back of his boot. It says Molan Labe, right? And so, you know, it makes for good TV. I just wish that they were more effective. I think that's what we're tired of yeah. is all the theatrics of D.C. Yep. And because all these things that are coming out, especially in the House, like all these conservatives are putting forth all these very conservative bills and they're doing this and they're doing that. And they know it's not going anywhere. Yeah. But they can but say they, they did PR it. their PR teams and their comms teams working around yeah. the clock to promote how conservative they are. And that was the thing. I think, I mean, my goodness, all the stuff that Trump exposed um, is, you know, is just unbelievable when you talk about exposing the swamp. But I think the funniest one he exposed was all the things when it's like, um, you know, that can't happen. You don't understand. It's hard. It's complicated. It's challenging. That that can't happen. To, so he's like, I'm going to move the, the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, right? I'm going to do it. Can't be done. It's so complicated. Da, 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 da. He's like, move the embassy. And it was just done. And it's like he cut through all the crap and said, oh, wait, so you can do something, but your hands are tied because you sold out. And this is what it looks like when someone's not sold that's out. That's exactly it. And that's why they can't have him there. I still don't know what the heck I think about 2024. And what if, you know, I guess by the time this podcast airs, Trump will have gotten arrested yesterday, even though we're recording on Monday, which means that he's supposed to get accorded, arrested, arrested tomorrow. tomorrow. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I follow you. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, again, theatrics, but I don't know who is putting on this play right yeah. now in terms of the Trump play. We'll see. China. I don't know. All right, well, that wraps up our episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we've got a great behind-the-scenes coming up talking about Gary Palmer's term limit pledge and is not upholding it. Would that be... A- Good way of putting it i guess god god spoke to him recently and said that he needed to stay run again we're going to talk about that for the folks who've signed up to become members of 1819 news all right guys until next time put your trust in god and keep your powder dry <laughs>